Beast Heart Strikers issue number two, Masterclass, was uh, written by Lan Pitts, art is by Joe Hunter, color flats were done by Hank Jones, and the lettering was done by Frank Svetkovich. And I hope this is still recording because my recording has turned off a couple times before. Uh, so, first issue of Beast, or, well, the first issue of Beast Heart Strikers I'll talk about in a moment. Right now I'm going to talk about the cover for Beast Heart Strikers 2. Uh, I still like their logo. I think it's a lot of fun. I love the slash through strikers. Uh, but I do not really understand what's going on in this cover. I get there's like the idea of the melon heads being uh, disguised, being secretive, kind of infiltrating human society. But that's not at all where the book went. So I find that kind of funny because... Uh, my complaint about comic book covers is not matching what's inside of the book. And uh, I would say this qualifies as not matching what's inside the book. So, therefore I'm frustrated and uh, you know, I'll call it out on a Marvel book. I'll call it out on, well, I don't read DC really. <laughs> I call it out on any comic cover. So, um, this is no exception. Uh, I do want to highlight something though, which is that, um, good golly, I need to familiarize myself with all the characters real quick and I'll do that with this friendly screenshot so this was from the first issue there was a group transformation very very cool uh, let's see we've got Rebecca uh, Ryan uh, Virginia or Ginny ah oh, I think I understand it more interesting I feel like there was a bait-and-switch um, then we have Rico and uh, Ben okay there we go. Okay, interesting, interesting. So, here we go. Um, let me see if I can do this. Rebecca, Ryan, Jenny, uh, Rico, and Ben. Okay. So, you know, and in the first issue, we kind of got thrown into the action. Um, there was this great battle going on from the past on a different world, and then we have this stuff with these kids here on Earth happening. Anyway, I like this issue overall. I think the biggest problem for me was that uh, I had some issues with shift in tone and honestly shift in, like, what was a story. Um, I'd originally come up with this uh, thumbnail or concept for, you know, like my angle for the critique earlier, which is, you know, more striking, less hearts. And I still kind of stand by that because, um, you know, I was sold on this being a tokusatsu comic book. I didn't realize there would be as much uh, relationships relationship type stuff going on in it which you know I have no problem with relationships I've been married to my best friend and you know the woman of oh, woman I love uh for like the uh you know last 11 years we were together before that for a while so like I have nothing against that um but I just wasn't expecting that in my uh you know tokusatsu comic book and um uh, kind of surprised me kind of took me out of it a little bit um you know I like all the uh Stuff going on with Devil Bird, the intrigue with Zalgus. Uh, I like how villainous Zalgus gets to be. Um, he, you know, a common complaint with Tokusatsu type stuff is uh, having, you know, ineffectual villains and having the villains keep losing to the good guys and, like, how is that sustainable? And, you know, to some extent, it's really not. Um, and it doesn't make sense that, you know, that would be the case and that's how things would be allowed to continue going. And when his generals, when Kraken and really Devil Bird together, fail him he uh, punishes them severely uh, he looks really cool while doing it with this eye blur stuff uh, that I really like and that 
um, effect appears in a couple other places, but he uses it here. Well, it's used here by the artist, by Hunter, I guess, um, when uh, when uh, Zelgus blasts uh, Chupa as punishment for uh, for Kraken failing him, um, which um, you know is good, very villainous, very nice uh, of the villain to do uh, to you know, kind of raise the stakes and make things more exciting, and like you know. I'm almost more interested in some of the stuff going on in the villain side because it seems like they're moving forward. But even they have some silly things there, like Kraken has a little heart mug on um, his desk, her desk? I don't know. Um, but, like, that stuff's not... I'm not going to gripe about it and have that take me out of it. Um, a couple things I did notice that did kind of take me out is, is Kraken's mouth is this little down arrow thing, and so is Devil Birds. Um, and I just don't understand why they have, like, the same style of mouth. Like, does that mean there's some sort of relationship between them? Probably not. It's probably just a, you know, visual thing as an artist. You know, he came up with that idea and, hey, I'm going to use this again. And then, like, this Mojo Jojo looking uh, headmaster villain uh, really threw me off. I was surprised by that. I didn't I didn't like it, I got to say. Um, just, it took me out of it too much. And I thought, like, oh, this is Mojo Jojo. And I don't know what he's doing here. Um, uh, there was, so this is from Radical Garden Skater, Radical Guardian Skater X, which, uh, was done by Joe Hunter, and you can see that where there's this Sailor Moon joke here, uh, about the, uh, the bad guys thinking that this is what things look like, uh, and they disguise the melon heads like this, um, there's a little cameo here by, uh, whatever their names are from Radical Guardian Skater X, I read it a couple years ago, so I don't remember their names, um, but, like, I don't know, the, it's cool because like there's some sincere stuff going on here and there's like some actual threat and like the bad guys seem bad but then again like they also seem kind of inept and dumb uh so and the reason i say it is because these melon heads which are cool villains they look neat and terrifying and whatever um like they disguise as humans they disguise them as humans by disguising them as oh it's all five senshi um by disguising them as the sailor, sailor scouts but like they're still melon heads they're still melon people dressed up in you know sailor suits so like that doesn't make sense that's dumb uh and i get for like a one note joke and then they start attacking people automatically but like i was expecting especially by the cover i think i already said it like are they going to be infiltrating you know human society and are they really going to become this serious threat because like these ones are stronger and they have self-healing and or accelerated healing and things like that and i was like oh this is going to be cool it's like this whole thing going forward and then it turns out like it's made for a gag and uh, that plus like how like the heavy emphasis on the relationship stuff kind of um, it didn't upset me it just surprised me and I didn't understand and like I want to know what's going on with Rebecca especially because she makes a big revelation at the end of the issue and um, you know like I want to see where the heroic side of it is going but then again it seems like there's you know there's a focus on you know here with you know Ginny and uh, gosh what's his name Ben um, and uh, also like little you know, friend drama between Ben and, uh, and Ryan, because, you know, like, he told his dad something he didn't want him knowing, and, like, I don't know. Uh, I've got a bunch of kids. I, you know, it's not that I don't associate with my parents, but, like, I'm not embarrassed of people telling my parents stuff for the most part. Like, there's some stuff I don't want them to know, but, like, I don't know. This feels like high school level type stuff, and I have been so out of that world. I'm not single. I haven't been for a long time, so maybe I'm just not the target audience for this kind of for that aspect of it. Um, but I still, with all that being said, I like this issue overall. I don't think it's like a, you know, I think it's 
a good progression from uh, issue one. Uh, there was a lot of stuff I didn't expect, um, but I'm still willing to roll with it. I'm happy to roll with it and see what happens in issue three. And uh, I gotta say, this indie comic beats J.J. Abrams and Henry Abrams, uh, Spider-Man Bloodline. And uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty bad for you, Abrams and Abrams. You know, the art, uh, I have my quibbles with uh, Bocelli as well. So, although I do overall like the art that she does, um, but I also like Hunter's art here for the most part. So um, even though I have quibbles with it, so... Um, Quibbles and bits. Yeah, that's what I got here. Um, anyway, uh, that's pretty much all I have to say, and I hope that this recording actually worked and uh, someone's able to see or hear this. If you enjoyed this, like, comment, and share to help me grow. Don't forget to subscribe to keep current with each release. Chat with me on Twitter at MJ underscore scribe. Visit mjmunoz.com slash podcasts to find the multiple feeds in which I analyze Star Wars, Tokusatsu, comics, and more. Visit mjmunoz.com slash support for links to my Redbubble and coffee pages so you can help me keep doing the things I do. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Until next time, be well, and may you find the strength to be the hero you needed in your most desperate hour.